1: church online why don't you stay with us we're so
2: where you are I just encourage you just make an altar right there in your living room you don't have to be here at these altars to have a place of worship where you can come and meet him it can be right there on your carpet on your rug by your bed thank you Jesus for meeting us here
3: This is God. arms up
2: presence we thank you for your spirit and God we thank you that your spirit is right now moving where we are inside of our homes inside of our families God we thank you that the Holy Spirit inside of each house is beginning to overflow into their communities and God we thank you for it and God I thank you right now for healing over any circumstance any sickness any disease it has to bow to your name Right now, we thank you for the praise reports. God, we thank you for your provision over every situation. God, we thank you for your love that cancels out fear. In Jesus' name. Right now, if there's someone watching and, and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can do that right now where you are. All you have to do is say this prayer because it says in the Bible, if you believe in your heart, and confess with your mouth that he is Lord and that he died for you and he rose from the grave, then you will be saved. So if that's you, just right where you are, say this prayer. Jesus, forgive me for I've sinned. I need you to wash me clean. I believe that you died for me. Be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, Just right there in the comments, I want you to just say, yes, I said yes. Just say that right there in the comments so we can connect with you. We want to celebrate with you. And Father, I pray blessings over each family. God, I pray over our movers. I pray for, for those who are far from God. And we just thank you right now that your Holy Spirit is drawing them to you. So that they will come to know you as Savior, as Father. God, we thank you for that. And God, we just thank you for the word that Pastor Steve has spoken. And God, I just pray that right now you adjust our hearts to where we can hear and receive all that you have for us this morning in Jesus' name. Again, thank you so much for allowing us into your homes. If you would, pay attention to this video. We love you so much.
1: If I were financially secure, my life would be different.
0: If I was a teacher, my life would be different. If I pastored a megachurch, my life would be better.
1: If I was just skinnier, my life would be so much different. I would be so much happier if I was just a little bit taller. So when I go to the grocery store by myself, I won't have to climb the shelves or ask people for help. That would make me really happy.
0: It has been said and sung that talk is cheap. In this day and age, that, that certainly seems to be true. Anyone can publish a book. Anyone can hide behind a keyboard and type out words that thousands of people read and thoughtlessly accept as truth. However, just because it is now cheap to talk and to publish does not mean that the power of words has diminished. Words matter. Words are powerful. I remind you that Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 18 that words carry the power of life and death. I'm surrounded by words today, and in a library like this one, words are categorized. There are groups of words gathered in books that fit into categories such as biographies, mystery, romance, reference, and many others. Uh, The section I'm in now is a very specific section. I can tell you with apologies to all my friends who are Star Wars fans, that this section is not one for which I am fond. This is the fiction section. Although I'm not a fan of this section, I can tell you who the biggest fan of fiction is in the entire universe. The devil absolutely loves fiction. As I mentioned last week, I believe it is essential to figure out what words the enemy has in his dictionary so that we can begin to learn to discern when he is talking. I also mentioned that I believe he tends to only use a few words. He leverages these words, uh, a select group of words over and over again, simply because they are so effective. Today, I want us to look at one of the smallest words and the most common words that the enemy uses against us. It's so small, it would seem to be insignificant and not very noteworthy. It would seem to be harmless, and yet it has correctly been said that dynamite comes in small packages. This tiny word is full of spiritual kryptonite. What it lacks in size, it makes up for in destructive power. This little and devastating two letter word can fracture faith, terminate tenacity, destroy determination and pulverize peace in mere moments. It is used to breed discontentment. The reason it works is that it gets us to believe fiction as fact. You've probably guessed by now that one of the favorite words in the devil's dictionary is the word if. I believe you can go throughout scripture and see how the devil uses this word to destroy people. He used it against Adam. I would not have fallen if you had not given me this woman. Again, against Cain. If my brother is dead, I will be accepted or at least he will be forgotten. Abraham and Sarah fell prey. If we take matters into our own hands, we will be happy. Jonah is a victim to it. If I run, I can get away from God. And even in the New Testament, Peter faces it. If I go back to fishing, I can forget about that guy named Jesus. Over and over again, if impacts people. There's a particular passage in the New Testament that shows Jesus deal with if. And rather than read the entire very familiar account to you, let me take you to the exact moment the enemy uses the word if to overpower faith. This is found in John chapter 11. Verse 32, it says, When Mary finally found Jesus outside the village, she fell at his feet in tears and she said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. The fiction in the if first used by Martha and then by Mary is found when you read between the lines. If you had been here, Jesus, reveals that these ladies believed for a fact that Jesus could heal sickness. However, they had also believed the fiction that he was not stronger than death. If you had been here reveals that they believe that Jesus has messed up. He has made a mistake. He has crossed a point of no return. He has missed a, uh, no pun intended, a deadline. Okay, maybe the pun was intended. Uh, Just a couple small notes here. Notice they were so caught up in the fictional world created by if... That they miss the fact that the Prince of Peace, the Wonderful Counselor, the King of Kings, the Son of God, the author of life itself is right there in front of them. Their if discounts his ability and his authority. I also want you to notice something else that is extremely important. I recognize this may have just been undocumented because in light of what just took place, this seems less than newsworthy. However, I want you to notice that when Jesus blows up the if in Martha and Mary's lives by calling their brother Lazarus to come out of the tomb, there is no account that there was any celebration. That is exactly what if does to us. If you would do these things, Jesus, then we would be better off and happier. Then so often after we have become distracted, wasted time, energy and used up valuable resources, those things happen and we discover that if was a lie and we move on to the next thing that is supposed to make us happier or better. Only now our faith and our provisions are used up. You heard some of us use the word if at the beginning of this message. I would submit to you that whatever follows an if is probably fiction. Some said if I were taller, Well, have you ever met someone who was tall that wasn't any happier than someone who was short? If I had money, I would be complete. Well, haven't you met somebody that was rich that was still miserable? If I had a certain job or occupation, well, haven't you come across someone who is in their dream job that they studied for, worked for, sacrificed for, only to discover that they hate it? Maybe you weren't in the video, but if you can get caught up in the word if, you can be captured by fiction too. Martha and Mary's if is the same if we become bound by today. If you had been here, Jesus, our story would have ended differently. If you had done what we expected, our life would have taken a different course. If you had done what we asked, when we ask it, if you would have provided the raise when I needed you to, if you would have healed me when I expected it, if you would have answered my prayer when I first prayed it. And with the use of if, the enemy sells us a promise of happiness. The fact is contingent contentment leads to catastrophe. Say that three times real fast. It is a mouthful, but is also full of truth. Stop just a second and go back and think about those who fell into the trap of if in scripture and you discover that if they if they acted on their if as a fact, it caused huge huge problems. Adam is banished from the garden, and probably also to the couch. Cain was cursed. Ishmael was born. Jonah becomes fish bait. Peter is confronted. These people based their contentment on an if, and it led to disastrous results. When we attach our contentment to any if, We are basing our ability to be happy, satisfied, and fulfilled on something other than Jesus. It is fiction. If you base your contentment on someone doing something, acting a certain way, saying a certain thing, then what if they don't? If your contentment of having, uh, is based on having a certain kind of career, or a house, or a certain kind of car, or friends, or relationships, then what if you don't have those things? Contingent contentment turns us into wounded, worried, and wanting people. However, Christ-based contentment breaks the power of if. When we become content in Christ, it turns us into strong people. Since no one can take our Christ, no one can take our joy. Christ's presence nullifies the fiction of if. What you have in Christ is greater than anything you don't have in life. Paul lets us in on the secret recipe to beating if in Philippians chapter four, verses 12 and 13. It says this, I've learned by now to be quite content, whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. I found the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. You may have learned that as I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But you probably didn't learn the verses before that statement and they contained the recipe. Contentment can only be found in Christ. Paul had discovered the secret is contentment in Christ. His happiness wasn't based on the fiction of if I wasn't hungry, if I wasn't alone, if I wasn't in prison, if I wasn't beaten, if I wasn't mistreated. mistreated. No, he says none of that matters. That is circumstantial and it changes. Wealth is fleeting, food comes and goes. My station in life changes. What doesn't change is who I am in Christ and who Christ is in me. That is consistent. Christ in me is enough. Peter learned this too and that's why he could say in 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 3 everything remember we've talked about that before everything means everything everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine power anything we add with an if contradicts the fact of 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 3 you have everything you need You may not have everything you want, but you have everything you need to be content. Last week, we talked about God changing the devil's never to God's ever. This week, I want to encourage you that God can change the devil's if into God's already. When you discover that you already have everything you need in him, then you can't be trapped by the devil's if. Instead of focusing on if I had, let's disarm the ifs of the enemy by focusing on what we have already been given by Jesus. Let's refuse to overlook his presence. Let's refuse to overlook his peace. Let's refuse to take the grace and the mercy and the faithfulness and the joy and the love that he has already provided in our lives. If you sit around waiting on an if to happen, you will discover that what you thought would satisfy really doesn't and won't. However, if you focus on what you already have, you may just discover that you already have what you need. I wanna challenge you this week. Sit down and make a list of what you already have. You will most likely find out that what you already have is not only enough, it is more than you ever hoped for. I just challenge you today don't believe the devil's if. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our hearts when we begin to say if. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to say to us already. Let's open our eyes and see what we already have been given through Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the provisions of our life. You have blessed us beyond measure. And I recognize that many of us, when we're not careful, myself included, we become trapped by the lie of the enemy that if this thing would happen or if this person would do something, or if God, even if you would do something, then I would be happier and my life would be better. It's fiction. I pray that you would help us to recognize today that you've already given us more than enough. And I pray that out of that, our contentment would become solidified in Jesus, nothing else, whether our hands are full or our hands are empty. Our bank account is full or our bank account is empty. I pray that our hope would be settled and solidified in what Jesus has done in our life. And we would become content in all things through the one that makes all things possible for us. We give you glory today. We thank you that you can break the lie of the enemy and that you can speak truth to us that can set us free. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. God bless you, walk in the freedom of already. I hope you've enjoyed today's service and hope that maybe that during the course of either the music or the message, you've come to this place where you wanna surrender your heart and life to Jesus. I encourage you to do that. I wanna pray with you um, and then I want you to do me a favor. After we pray, you're gonna see a number on the screen and we would love for you to text the word saved to that number. We won't bother you. We just simply want to get great materials into your hands to help you on this new journey. But let's pray right now and ask the Lord to save you and to set you free. Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, I ask you to forgive me of my sins, I surrender my entire life to you and I'll live for you and I thank you so much for the sacrifice that you made for me so that I can have a relationship with the Father in Jesus' name, amen. Again text that number um, and just text the word SAVED and we'll help you on your journey. I also want to remind you that this Sunday at noon, we're going to meet for a drive-in lunch at the church. Show up at 12 o'clock, bring your food, stay in your car. We're going to provide you with bingo cards and we're going to play some games and it's just going to be good Uh, fun and fellowship to be great to see everybody and uh, the bathrooms won't be available the building won't be open but out in the parking lot we're going to have a great time together so i encourage you to join us this sunday and although we're not meeting like we normally do in the building don't forget there's something going on on our social media platforms almost every day you'll see that calendar on your screen right now i encourage you to participate Get your kids to participate, your teenagers to participate. Join in the small groups and let's stay connected. And then last but not least, I want to encourage you to continue to be faithful in your giving. On the screen, you see two ways that you can give. You can give online or you can text to give. And I just thank you so much that you've been consistent in your giving uh, during this uh, unusual season that we've been in. And I believe that God is going to bless you for that. God bless you. We'll see you next week right here at the same place. And we believe God is going to change lives as we join together in worship and hearing His Word. God bless. See you next week.